Hello, everybody. Jim Malone here coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. Well, it, uh, <laughs> it's, it's Wednesday, and the market uh, yeah, kind of took a little bit of a dive. Um, I was, we were, uh, you know, inflation did moderate a little bit on the CPI numbers yesterday, but unfortunately, the market kind of sold off a little bit today. Um, you know, there's still a lot of recession fears out there, unfortunately, and it just looks like, you know, it's uh, one of those things. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to deal with it. Um, you know, uh, we started out strong uh, in the market today uh, in the morning. But uh, unfortunately, by <laughs> by the afternoon, we we started pulling back on 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 the markets. Uh, basically, um, you know, the Dow, um, uh, it fell about 0.1%, not a lot. Uh, the NASDAQ was off about 0.6%, so a little bit more. And the S&P dropped about uh, 0.3%. So definitely not uh, what we would like to see there. On my stocks, the stocks that I have, they were all down, ouch, except for one, and that's the Goldfield ADR. And that stock is a, a gold stock. Uh, and if you're watching on TikTok, let's just jump right over, see if we can see that on the screen here. Hopefully we can see that. There we go. Okay. So basically, uh, the stocks currently that uh, that I'm in right now are um, Oseco Gold Resources uh, Royalties. This is a royalty company. It was basically flat. You know, didn't go up, didn't go down, just went sideways uh, with a lower volume. Symbol on that one is OR interesting company. Um, I was down about 18 cents on ExxonMobil. Again, nothing exciting, lower volume. The, uh, the, the, the one good kind of thing that did happen today was I was up a little bit on Goldfields ADR. Now, this is an interesting company. It's based, of course, in South Africa, but it trades on the New York Exchange under an ADR uh, with the symbol GFI, Goldfields ADR. And that was up today about 17 cents or about a little over 1%, not a lot. Uh, volume was down on it, but uh, it's a nice movement up. Uh, Lattice Semiconductor, I don't know what's going on here, but it pulled back again today about $1.55 or about 1.69%. Hopefully it's not going to pull back too much further. It's going to bounce here because I have a stop loss in uh, right below this. So right about... Uh, 88 or so i have a stop loss um on lattice so hopefully we'll get a nice bounce upwards i do have also positioned in allegro microsystems this is a top rated chip stock now here's the thing the areas of the market that have been seeing some of the best uh, overall growth have been uh chips and the gold miners so that's why i'm in those uh i also added uh, rambus probably shouldn't have added it because it was down uh, 36 cents today, but on lower volume. So hopefully uh, it moves higher. Um, you know, we do seem to be getting some some interest in the gold stocks now. These are the miners. These are typically based in relatively, uh, you know, stable places that we do, you know, you could, uh, like Canada and South Africa, where there have been traditionally a lot of, uh, of these gold miners. All right. Well, thank you very much for bearing with me. Let's take a look to see if there's anybody out there uh, who is interested in taking a look at any stocks. And uh, Lisa, thank you very much. Always. Let's look at CrowdStrike. And this is also for one of um, uh, one of our members of the uh, the uh, um, of the Discord room. We're going to take a look at CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike is uh, looking pretty darn good. 
And uh, let's look at it right now. CRWD. This is a software security stock that, uh, let's see if I can get the right one. CRWD, CrowdStrike. Go to the daily chart here. There we go. All right. So, so everyone can see that on TikTok. Go over here to the daily and uh, see what we can do here with this chart. All right. Um, let's put it up also for everybody on here. Try to get all my buttons working the right way. Hopefully today is going to be a little better than yesterday. Wow, I tell you, it was. <laughs> I couldn't get. I couldn't. Uh, couldn't get anything going here. All right, here is CrowdStrike. Now, of course, I do have some concerns always with stocks. One of them, of course, is that CrowdStrike is below that 200-day line. So that is kind of an area that I'm a little bit concerned with. I don't really typically like to buy stocks below that 200-day line. That's this 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 black line here. Why? Well, the reason why is because um, is, is because that tends to show where the stock is is uh, you know that that shows that the tide is flowing out. If this if this line typically is is moving lower, kind of like from Seattle to 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 Miami, if you look at it that way, um, that means that that uh, that uh, institutional investment, at least for up until now, has been moving out, but. It has made a strength. It has made a strong move with a relative strength of 56. Now the question is, what would I? What I'm going to do with this? What will I buy with this? If we look at the uh, day, the weekly chart here, you can see. Let's go up here to check some of the fundamentals on this stock. Let's see if I can get that up there. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at some of the fundamentals on this stock. And uh, uh, January third, they they did report. January, you know, up until January, nice uh, increase in their in their sales, plus 57% quarter over quarter growth in their profits. That's a very good thing. So they have a positive cash flow. In this kind of market, we want to be in stocks typically that are making a profit and are not growth stocks. That definitely, uh, that definitely is where CrowdStrike is. A um, little bit concerned here on the fundamentals. The price to earnings ratio on this one is 84. So it's pretty high. Uh, but the return on equity is 30%. So that's looking pretty decent, pretty, pretty good um, for, for a growth stock. But remember, these are more speculative in terms of their uh, terms of growth. And in kind of the market we're in, we're sort of in this high inflation market. Um, there is a premium being put on uh, on earnings over growth. So that's one thing you got to be kind of kind of be concerned with. Um, it looks as if we came down, we bounced off the 50-day line, and we definitely have an increasing 50-day line. This is good. So in the short term, we've seen some nice movement in 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 the stock. What I want to do here is compare this with the the with the QQQ to give us kind of an idea of sort of what is going on in terms of this relative to the rest of the tech market. Now the QQQ isn't only tech stocks, but primarily it's tech stocks. And if we take a look at that, um, you know, if, if we take a look at it and we compare it against the QQQ, uh, we can we can see, and let's just put this up on the screen, we can see that indeed um, CrowdStrike, oh, wait a minute, let's get the right one. 
Indeed, CrowdStrike has been, um, you know, at the beginning of the month, it was it was it was uh, it was outperforming, uh, it it was underperforming the queues, and now it's uh, looking like it is outperforming the queues. Uh, so in the last since the first of the year, the QQQ is up about twenty percent, and CrowdStrike is up about thirty percent. So the question is, is it going to continue on this upward trend? You know, this is a good stock. I do like it, but I am just really at this point um, in this kind of market. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at stocks obviously that can do well, but I'm also a little bit more cautious than normal because. I do think that we're still in a situation with the market where, you know, even though we are in a confirmed uptrend right now, I think we've got to be a little bit careful. There was a nice bounce on it. It was up nine, uh, up almost 4% today, which is amazing. So I'm going to go over here to the 15-minute chart, kind of see what's going on here. Yeah, we, we, we made this nice gap up on the open, and then we, we, we came all the way up almost to 138, and then we pulled back to 134. Now, there was buying at the end of the day. So that's kind of bullish signal here. Would I buy this one? Well, uh, probably not. I'm probably going to wait on this one. And the reason I'm going to wait on this one, and, you know, it's not, nothing personal. It's just that I want to see this thing settle down a little bit. Uh, we are pretty close to the to the, to the, to 20, uh, 21-day line. We're only 3%, 3.6% above that 21-day line. So we're definitely in a place where you could buy it coming out of this base. Uh, you, you could buy it coming out of this case, but I just want to see some more strength here before I do anything. Uh, it is a cup with handle, which is a great pattern, and it's a stage one cup with handles, and that is very good. But, and I want to, and I, and I want to put but here, we're 45% away from the pivot, so we're very, very far down. The problem with CrowdStrike is, if we look at the, if we look at the stock, and by the way, this is the 18-month uh, line here. So we have an awful lot of overhead supply on this issue. Now, what is overhead supply? Well, here's how that works. In stocks that have declined precipitously, and in CrowdStrike, I'm afraid, has, it was all the way up here at 300, and it's pulled all the way, all the way down, and then it kind of bottomed around 100, and now it's on its way back up. Here's the problem with that. Um, you got to look out about 18 months, and you'll notice that a lot of people bought it above that, above that uh, 135 area. You, so you can see there's just a lot of supply up here. This is what they call overhead supply. So why is that, a, why is that an issue? As the stock goes up, it resists going up further. Why? Because the people that have held it all through this, they're like, well, I can break even. I'm selling now. So this there's an awful lot of overhead supply on CrowdStrike. This is why I'd be extremely careful with this stock, even though it's starting to look very good. So I would not buy this one right now. I would probably wait. I, I, I would wait on this one because of the overhead supply. This does have a, you know, this potentially has the potential, and I'm going to show this on the screen. I didn't put this upright. This has the potential of being a stock that is going to give us some issues regarding that. And, and you can see this is with the overhead supply that we have here. You know, a lot of overhead supply. And it did pull back down to 100. It looks like it's bouncing. 54 relative strength. That's a very good number. But there's several things that I want to point out. PE ratio is very high. And right now, in this kind of market, we are, we are, um, we are favoring low PE stocks relative to the other ones. So 
I would be careful with this one, Lisa. I, I would care. I would be, I would be somewhat careful with this one, and I probably will not be a be a buyer on this one. I probably will be a waiter on this one, waiting for a better situation when it comes to um, the chart. I just uh, I like the company, but I don't like the chart. So CrowdStrike, I have to say, I'm probably not going to recommend that one here. BZH. Let's look at BZH. I'm not familiar with that symbol. Um, BZH. There we go. And that is Beezer Homes. Now you're now you're talking. You know, for some reason, and I don't know why this is the case. Again, a lot of things I just don't I don't understand why they're it's this way. But as of late, the home builders have been doing very very well. So uh, that's definitely something that we can we can definitely look at. Uh, here, Beezer Homes, good company, um, not the biggest, but then not the smallest either. So, uh, looking very good. Um, now, with this one, of course, PE ratio, and this is one of the things. This is why you know you, you're looking at the market. You can see that the market is favoring these low PE stocks. See that? That's a PE of two. That means that this stock, even though it's only a $16 stock has a cash flow of $7.46 a share. That is a PE of two. That means that that this has earnings. You're basically buying it on two multiple. And, and believe me, if you can buy anything that's listed typically at a two multiple, that is very attractive. Now, that caveat's there because, obviously, we, just, we went through earnings we were down on the overall sales 2%, and we are down on the profits 33%. Now, here's one thing we got to be careful with the homeowners. With the interest rates on mortgages going up, the ability for them to sell houses is deeply impacted. The sales of new mortgages have, have dropped off. Why? Because, well, three months ago, it was a 3% mortgage, and now it's a 7% mortgage. So that makes it less affordable for a lot of people. So... That is one caveat that I have, but as long as these guys can hold on to at least some of their sales <coughs> and they don't crater completely, um, you know, we may be we may be kind of in an interesting area. Now, let's go over here to the projections in 2024. That's next year. They're looking at an increase of 18%. Now, part of the reason this low PE ratio. Take a look at the projections. The estimates for earnings this year are $3.62 a share. And, of course, that is down almost 50%. So that is the area. There's a reason that has a two-multiple because the sales are looking lower and, 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 it, and it's been hurt. That may be an overreaction, though, by the market. And that's one of the reasons why these homeowners are home builders seem to be getting some strength. It's not because the, the, they're so great. It's just because... There is so much doom and gloom out there right now that uh, you're seeing a lot of these stock prices being discounted heavily. Relative strength on Beezer is 93. Would I buy it here? Well, let's take a look at the technicals to see if there's a place that we can we can we can enter it here. Um, we're a little bit extended now. When you're buying stocks in this market, you want to buy very very close to that 21 day line, and unfortunately. We are a little bit above that. We're six point six percent above that. So I we're a little extended here. I'd be a little bit careful here at buying this. I'd wait for a pullback, and I don't know if we're going to get it, but 
We're about 7% below the pivot with a cup formation. This is a good formation, stage one cup, definitely a good formation. Um, the question is, can we buy it at this level? Well, if we draw the reversal line, and that's what I'm doing right here, and hopefully you can see that from TikTok. There you go. It's moved above that reversal line. That's the reason why there's that, that you made a good choice there, Lisa. Uh, it's moved above that reversal line, and so we're seeing potential potential buyers here. 93 relative strength. Would I buy this? Well, I think I want to make sure that this holds it. We've been up one, two, three days in a row. Probably I would I would wait on this one uh, because tomorrow we may get a pullback. Uh, so I'd be careful on this one. I tried to buy this closer to the 21-day moving average. And uh, that 21-day moving average um, is right here at about uh, 1541. So I probably would not buy this one either. Unfortunately, I would probably wait. <laughs> it's always hard to wait. That's the hardest thing in, when you're trading stocks is that is, 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 you know, getting, getting rid of that FOMO is really, really hard. The fear of missing out is, is heavy, but you know, in this kind of market, you want to be a little bit more cautious than normal. And I would be, I would be a hold. I, I, I would be holding here probably would not be be jumping in. Mr. Jeet, you're talking about one of my favorite stocks. That's AMD Advanced Microsystems. And AMD is uh, one of the granddaddies of the chip industry. It's in the fabulous group. And this group is, right now, it is the number one group in the market. So, so that's something to definitely take a look at. Let's take a look at the entire group first and see kind of what's going on here. And there we go with the fabulous. Let's see. And this is the this is the entire group that we're looking at. So we put that up on the screen here for everybody. There we go. So this is the this is the fabulous group, the electronic semiconductor fabulous group. It's number one out of the 197 different groups of the stock market. So definitely looking looking very, very good. So let's kind of do some analysis on the group and then on um, on AMD itself. So we're kind of, we've pulled back here. The group has pulled back to the 50-day um, moving average. It does look like, um, you know, right now the leaders are Lattice, which I own, Allegro, which I own. Now, Mobileye, I don't own. This is the spinoff from Intel. This is a self-driving car company. Monolithic Power, which is probably the strongest. Unfortunately, this is one of the most expensive stocks, over $400 a share. I definitely like this one in Broadcom. So you don't see AMD, unfortunately, in that group. But if we go to the list of the largest stocks in the fabulous semiconductor area, AMD is number three after NVIDIA, Broadcom, and then AMD. So let's take a look at AMD real quick and see what the dealio is. AMD. Okay, there we go, and here we go with AMD, and it is currently, uh, it was off today, it was pulled back, 93.33 is where it pulled back to uh, today, let's see if we can get a little bit more of that up, up there so we can see it, yep. bring that up for everybody on TikTok so we can see that. Um, definitely moving above that, uh, the 200-day the moving average above the 50-day line and above the 21-day line and above the 10 line. Now, if you look at this, these are what they call uh, properly stacked index lines. Uh, 10 days on the top, 21-day uh, is second, 
50 day and then a 200 day. That is proper stacking. So that's looking good. So the overall trend is up on this one, 93 relative strength on the relative strength. Always looking for the strongest relative strength stocks in the best groups that we can get into. Uh, on the technicals, we are right below the 21 day line. So technically, if we're looking this as uh, if we're looking this as a technical entry, this is a very good place to enter the stock. Uh, it's a flat base. That's the form. That's the the base. Uh, six um, sixty eight ninety four is the um, is 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 the pivot. So we are. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, 58, 58, 64 is the pivot. So we're, we're above that pivot uh, in 20 days. And here's the thing. It does appear, based on this chart, that AMD is very, very likely to bounce at this level. Why? Because, well, it looks like it's getting some resist. It's getting, it's getting some support here uh, at the a little bit below the 21-day line. So this is not a bad place to enter the stock. I like the stock. If the market, if the overall market holds up, this one should do well. Now let's check the overhead supply in this one as well, because that's an important issue that we've got to be concerned with because there's a lot of things to check here. We do have some overhead supply on uh we we, we do we do have some overhead supply uh on um AMD, but it's not as as bad as it's not as bad as on uh, some of the other ones that we just saw. So that we definitely have some air overhead supply, but fortunately we're getting that, you know, we're getting close to where that's going to drop off. Now, at the closer, the closer the, the overhead supply gets to, to the 18 day, the 18 month uh, average line, which is this line, the more it's dropping off. So we have, we have, we have seen a lot of the overhead supply drop off. A lot of the people that were holding all the way back here, have given up and gone home. So that's looking good. So this is not a bad place to buy this stock. Now, let's look at the fundamentals on this one as well, because it's not just the technicals, it's not just the charts that that make, make it go. You've got to also look very, very closely at some of the fundamentals. And let's do some fundamental analysis here. Let's see if I can get it over to where we can see it. It's having a little bit of issues. There we go. All right. So last quarter which ended in december so we're we, we're just about ready to report here i think or maybe we've already reported let's see we're okay we're gonna gonna the report is going to be due on may 2nd in the last quarter we were up 16 percent quarter for quarter in terms of the sales and we're down a little bit on the profits but that's still not bad pe ratio is relatively acceptable 27 you want about 24 as a, as a PE ratio, but it's not bad for, for a semiconductor company. Um, the estimates this year is that their profits are going to be down about 42%, but the, but the, the projections for next year are looking good for AMD. AMD sells a lot of processors and, uh, you know, there, there is a lot of, you know, the capital spending that is happening in the data center area is benefiting uh, is benefiting AMD. So that's one thing to definitely consider here. Now, would I buy it? Well, I think I would buy it on a pullback to the 21-day line. So let's look at this here and see. I'm looking at the technicals here. So 
I think that this is viable basically right now. If this has an upward movement to the 21-day line, I think this is I think this is viable. And I think if we put in the reversal line there, and I, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to set the alert on that reversal line. And if it moves above this this line, it's going to it's going to start to move up higher. So I definitely suspect that this is going to move better. The the RS line is moving down, but if this thing moves from a downward trend to an upward trend. And it's downward in the after hours. We can't buy it as it's going lower. But if this thing bottoms uh, at about 90 or so, that might be a really, really good entry for this for this company. It does look very, very good. Uh, very, very good right now. All right. For Sarah, thank you, Sarah, for taking a look at the show. Also, we want to look at the Qs and the Spider. So the QQQ is the NASDAQ 100 ETF. covers the 100 largest companies in the nasdaq so uh it's sort of a proxy for you know the big cap tech uh currently the qqq is uh is pulled back to about 312 uh from from where it was today the 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 the, the qqq was off today of course because the nasdaq was down overall let's take a look at the comparison what i'm going to do here is i'm going to compare the q's with, um, with with the um, the spider, and this is the ETF that covers the Nasdaq. Um, this is this is this, this is the uh, ETF that covers the the S and P 500. And as you can see, in the last quarter, in the last quarter, the Qs have outperformed the spider. If we if we bought if we bought the spider at the beginning of the year, we'd be up only about 7%, which is pretty good, actually. But if we bought the QQQ, which is the NASDAQ 100, we would have been up about 18%. So that's looking pretty good. So currently, um, the Qs are outperforming the spider. Now, the question is, uh, will that continue? Well, right now, right now, they're pulling back. So I probably would not buy either of them right now. I would look to see where the strength was in the market. And that's where... I would be looking to buy. So if we go looking at the strength in the market, let's do that just real quick. Right now, the number one area in the market as of today is the semiconductor fabulous. So what I'm going to do over here is I'm going to go to the list of the 197 groups in the stock market, and I'm going to take a look at uh, which groups are the strongest currently. So here we go. The number one group still, and this is interesting because I think this might have changed a little bit, is the travel leisure area. Interestingly enough, I didn't realize that. Uh, according to this, and I guess this is based on the weekly chart. Let's go down here. On the weekly chart, the number one group is travel leisure. I haven't been that active in that one. It's the semiconductor fabulous is the one that I've really been concentrating on because it has the largest number of of companies and it's in the strongest position. So that's why I've been looking at the electronic semiconductor fabulous area as an area. Now I own um, I own LSCC, which is Lattice Semiconductor, and I also own um, uh, Allegro Microsystems, and I also own Rambus. Those are all in there. So let's see if we can just jump on over to that one and take a look. That is G. 36 
G thirty six seventy six. Let uh, semiconductor fabulous. Let's go to that chart. There we go. So basically, it's pulled back below sixteen hundred. I think we're going to take a bounce. Ninety nine relative strength for the group, of course. Very very strong. Currently, the number three group out there. What's interesting about this hint is that of the top stocks, Lattice, um, um, Allegro Micro uh, are in there, and Monolithic Power and Mobileye uh, are in there as well. Now, I did buy Rambus today. Let's take a look. That might have been a mistake. We will see. I, I tried to buy it as close to the, f f the uh, close to, to the 21-day uh, alliance I could. Let's take a look at Rambus here. This one I did buy. Uh, and on the pullback, basically, to the 10-day line. It's up after hours, so I, I'm pretty confident I bought it right at 50. Uh, so I'm a little bit off. I'm about 24 uh, cents off, but I bought it right at 50, and I definitely think that this is likely to move higher. As long as the market holds up, we ought to be okay. If you look at the volume here, the volume signature is showing that the sellers are getting thinner, so hopefully this will push the price up. 98 relative strength on this one in the top 2% of, of uh, stocks right now. So let's look at the pattern rec on the Rambus. Um, and we're basically up 7% from the pivot. The pivot on the flat base is at 46.10. So this is one that if you're interested in getting some exposure in the semiconductor area, this one might work for you. Rambus, R-M-B-S is the symbol. And uh, good, good stock, and uh, definitely like this stock. All right, let's take a look. Sarah is looking at Oseka Gold. Uh, now, this one has been off for me, uh, but it's still top rated in the group, and that's what I try to do. I try to find the better performing groups, and then I try to buy the strongest in that in those sectors. That's been, you know, that should be the case for. Um, for Oseka, let's see if I can get the whole thing in there. Yeah, there we go. No, wrong, wrong. There we go. Okay, so this is Oseka Gold Resources, and you can see it's been moving up here. It did. It seems like there's a little bit of resistance right here uh, at about 17. So we're up in the after hours action, which is good. Uh, 96 relative strengths on the top 4% currently of stocks. Now, on the technicals, we're getting a little extended here at 6%. So, you know, I probably I probably kind of broke my own rule here, and I bought it probably a little bit too too extended. You just don't want to buy extended. That's It's just the kiss of death, unfortunately, in this market. But as you can see, this is where my stop loss is, right here, right below 16. I definitely think this area is likely to do well. The mining gold-silver area is number seven out of 197 groups. And I think with the exposure of the interest rates, I think that the demand for gold is likely to go higher. Interesting thing about the gold miners is it's better than, I believe it's better than owning the actual metal. And the reason I do is because if the price of gold moves over 2,000 an ounce, which is getting close to, it's very likely that you will see an explosion in the price of some of these gold miners. Why? Because their costs haven't gone up and their margins are going to go 
great. The typical cost for producing a, an ounce of gold at one of the large Canadian mines is about $1,450. So um, kind of interesting there. So if, it were, if, if, if the price of gold goes up, obviously their margins will go up as well. So very interesting there as well. All right, let's look at ALGM. This is another one that I have that I've been recommending. Um, <laughs> I may have to turn and change. May have to eat my shorts here. Hopefully, I don't. Um, uh, ALGM. Let's see. This is Allegro Micro ALGM. Let's see if we can get that up for everyone. There we go. So this is Allegro Micro, uh, and let's see if I can. Put that in view here. ALGM is the symbol on this one. Uh, so hopefully you can see that. Um, 98 relative strengths on the top, 2% currently. It's pulled back to the 50-day line. This is where I think it's going to bounce. I could be wrong, though, because in the after hours, it's pulling, it's pulling right to that line. Let's take a look. Uh, the 50-day line, 44.52, and we're at 44.58. So we're just tad just 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 a tad above the 50-day line i i believe this is where it's going to bounce based on my chart readings which is you know not that accurate but uh i believe we we're going to get a bounce right about here i could be long now here's the thing you'll notice that i have my stop loss very very close here i have a stop loss at 44.25 so only about a 25 percent margin so i'm not going to let it go too much below that 50-day line. Hopefully we'll get a bounce there. If we get a bounce there, then I think it's likely to go higher because this company, Allegro Microsystems, is one of the top rated in the chip area. And the chip area has been seeing a lot of investment uh, lately. And it's really the one area in tech that I like. Most of the other areas in tech, I'm not as bullish on just because they are, you know, because of the kind of market that we're in, where we are just not... Um, we, we're just not um, uh, benefiting as much as we did, you know, under, you know, in times past, we're just not the, um, let's see if we can get that. Yeah. Let move it this window here. So what I'm doing here is I'm going to, this is Allegro Microsystems. Just want to kind of go over the fundamentals really quick. Um, quarter over quarter. This is the last quarter that we reported their, their sales were up 33%. Their profits, though, were up 84%. So this is very strong. Uh, we have a, a pretty high multiple on the PE 41, but uh, again, it is a it is a growth it is a, um, a chip stock. So a lot of forward earnings there potentially. Return on equity is about 23%, which is fairly good. What? But I want really want to show you here with Allegro Microsystems. Part of the reason why it's getting so much interest is that. The projections for 2023 are profits to increase 63%, even in this troubled market. Uh, in 2024, uh, we're looking at about a 5%. So most of their growth, they're predicting probably to be in the second and third quarters. So that's one of the reasons why it seems to be bidding up right now. So, but uh, appreciate the, appreciate the, uh, um, the um the question okay um all right well that's pretty much it oh we have one more thank you mr cheat i appreciate it i and di let's take a look there and seeing what's going on with that 
This is Indy Semiconductor. Again, in this in the sector that I like a lot right now, semi semis. Um, unfortunately, I can't be as bullish on this chart. I wish I could, uh, but just just not as good a chart. We 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 looks like we are getting some support right below about nine dollars. But you know what? I just think that there's better. I think this is better merchandise out there right now than this chart. I know it's inexpensive, but let's take a look at it and compare it to Lattice Semiconductor, which uh, is one of the top-rated stocks, Lattice or, or Rambus. So what I'm going to do with Indy here is I'm going to um, uh, I'm I'm going to see if I can. Yeah, yeah. There we go. last quarter and this is uh, it sort of taking a little bit of a nosedive there let's uh, come back and there we go oh and I'm doing this I'm I'm moving over to the comparison chart here and there there we go all right so this is the comparison chart. this is indie semi right now and um, I want to kind of look at this against LSCC, which is Lattice Semi. Well, it, it, it's outperforming Lattice, but it's still in the downward trend. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. See, that's why I always like to chart it because that way I'm, you know, I'm not going off of just gut feeling. Because a lot of times, at least in technical analysis, your gut is wrong. <laughs> I've been wrong so many times. It's not funny. But they're both up significantly. Lattice is up about 40% since the first year. Uh, Indy was up way up about 85%, but it's coming back down. So here's the thing. I think that, you know, it's not a good idea to catch a falling knife. I probably would not buy this one. Uh, it's also below $10. That's a little bit of a warning sign for me. I don't like to buy stocks below $10. Why? Because, well, the uh, institutional investors don't like to buy them below ten dollars, and I always want to be uh, because I'm because I'm so small. I want to always be protected with um, with uh, stocks that are above ten dollars, and that way I know that they're liquid and that the the institutions will buy them. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for watching the show. I'll be back tomorrow, of course. Uh, and uh, if you're not already a member of the Action Trade Alerts, it's free to join. Just go to www.dallastradingfloor and uh, sign up. It's free, and you can cancel anytime if you like. Also, if you can go over to the YouTube site, youtube.com slash dallastradingfloor, and subscribe. That really helps me out. It really helps. I don't make a lot of money off it, but... I'm just trying to keep it, you know, keep the little show on the air. So any little bit helps. If you go over to the YouTube channel and and subscribe, that really, really helps us out. Also, uh, if you want to get on the action trailer, it's super easy. Again, go to www.dallastradingfloor. And if you're out there, and also, I also, uh, if you can like the show, that also helps us a lot. So smash the like button, and uh, we will be back tomorrow at um at five or so uh happy trading everybody uh stay safe and uh, right now i would be any more than about 50 percent invested in the market i'm currently in about 45 percent invested in 
just a partial number of my portfolio. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm about 55% in cash, about 45% in stocks. So until tomorrow at five, happy. <laughs>